I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. KFI AM640, you're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. If you want to go to Instagram at John Cobalt Radio, you could see a live Instagram segment that we did last hour. And you spell Cobalt, K-O-B-Y-L-T. And we are now going to uh, go to uh, Jim Ryan, ABC News, because uh, Texas made a lot of news today. First of all, they're getting a huge influx. Over 12,000 people have stormed over the border in the last day. And so Abbott has decided to give local police the authority to arrest migrants and judges, the state judges, the ability to remove them to Mexico, um, <laughs> which I, I don't know if that's legal, but, uh, but he did it. He signed the bill, and Jim Ryan's going to come on and explain the details here. Jim, how are you? Hey, John, you make an interesting point. Is it legal? Is it constitutional? In 2012, the Supreme Court decided that a law that Arizona had passed two years earlier was not constitutional. It was similar to what happened here in Texas. It, uh, it didn't just allow, but it required police officers to check the immigration status of people they came across. Supreme Court said that's not uh, legal. You can't do that. It's up to the federal government to enforce immigration and border policy. And so that's where it was left. 
uh, Greg Abbott, as you know, John, has said that the, the feds haven't been living up to their obligations. So he's taken it upon himself to institute something called Operation Lone Star. It's now, I think, $5.5 billion spent on border security issues here. Now, this is kind of the latest step in that this this policy that allows local police, sheriff's deputies, and others to uh, to uh, arrest people who are in the country illegally. It's a misdemeanor. You go before a judge, you're told to go back to your home country, and if you don't, then you could be charged with a felony job. Uh, when's it going to be implemented? In March. March is March. the target date, at least. Okay, yeah. so there's a lot of time here for a legal battle. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, and you've already got legal battles. There was a lawsuit filed today, uh, two immigrant rights groups, and the, the county of El Paso County have filed suit, and I'm sure that there will be other suits to come. Is there any anybody know why the surge is getting bigger? I mean, it's, it's, it's well, supposedly over 12,000 people today. I don't even know how to count that, but yeah. let's, let's assume that that number is somewhere close to accurate. Why, why is it getting worse and worse day by day? Is the word just spreaded all over the planet? Yeah, I think that's it. And you're, you'll hear that from both sides, I think, from the, the Republicans here in Texas and from Democrats elsewhere, that there's this sort of message that's scattered around through cartels or through somebody from, you know, coyotes, people who smuggle folks into the country. Uh, that there's an easy path that you can do this. But uh, I, I think that's sort of what's behind it. But it's also cyclical. You see changes throughout the year uh, in terms of ebbs and flows of people coming into the country. It's fairly cool right now, which is surprising to me. Normally you see this kind of surge in the springtime or the early summer and then in the fall. But so it's, it's kind of an interesting time of year for this to be happening. I'm looking at video. Both CNN and Fox is running similar video at the same time. A huge, I, I don't, I don't know what it is. I guess it's at the border, and um, just thousands of people gathered, and uh, yeah. they're 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 uh, isolated by these berms. So they're they're, right. they're they, I, I I guess that's the border, and they can't they 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 can't climb over the berm, and they're just stuck. A lot of them are sitting on the ground. They've got blankets, and but it's it's an enormous crowd. What is that? Do you know? It's an eagle well, pass. It's either eagle pass. Eagle pass. It's yeah. either eagle pass or El Paso. And uh, that's where folks, uh, you know, so those people there in the big crowds, people with families and whatnot, generally those are the folks who are going to make application, do so uh, through Customs and Border Protection. So that's because, like a I mean, staging area they're, where, they're, where they're collecting themselves? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Precisely. <sighs> right. And they, while they're there, there's a, an app. Customs and Border Protection has an app, a phone app. You fill out your application on your app. You submit that and then essentially take an electronic number. Then you come across and you start the process here on this side of the border. Now, you know, the folks who are doing so illegally between the Border Patrol checkpoints, those are the ones who, who are not gathered in that large group of thousands of people. They're the ones who have already tried to sneak through some of the way and may have actually made it in. All right, Jim. Thanks very much. Yeah, sure, John. Uh, Jim Ryan with uh, ABC News on uh, Greg Abbott. He is uh, going to basically declare like a holy war on the federal government here. And, you know, going back to that 2012 decision, because I remember we went to Arizona when they when they passed uh, uh, the law, which said the police could ask for your papers. And, uh, of course, the uh, the progressive idiots turned it into uh, the show me your papers law. But that's that was actually correct. It was show me your papers, because if uh, you're you're here legally, you'll have some uh, proof of that. You'll have some identification. You'll have a green card. You'll have have something. Uh, and the people without 
that kind of identification were generally in the country illegally. And But the thing is, the Supreme Court in that case didn't let a state government enforce immigration law. And so all the states are hamstrung to some extent. Of course, you could decide not to give benefits to illegal immigrants. We've done the opposite here in California. By the way, they're storming into Los Angeles in big numbers, too. But we, we have uh, all kinds of uh, programs and agencies that uh, cater to, to the migrants. A lot of these other cities have never dealt with this before, like Los Angeles, like New York and Chicago. And uh, so, I mean, you know, Mayor Eric Adams is threatening big tax increases in New York City. It's, it's actually quite stunning because he's cutting the police budget. He's cutting the fire budget. He's cutting the education budget. And he's threatening to raise taxes on a lot of people. And his approval rating in New York City is 28 percent. And I don't know. I don't know. Now, he made it clear that New York was a sanctuary city, and he has never renounced that, never. And so he wonders why he ends up with a 28 rating, because even in left-wing progressive New York, they think he's a crazy person. Why would you declare to the world this is a sanctuary? Come on, we'll take care of you. And then when 100-plus thousand people show up, it's like, well, wait a second, we can't. We, I didn't mean, no, not everybody, not 100,000 of you. It's way over 100,000 by now. But Eric Adams is just not very bright. This, this, is, this is the danger when you have politicians who get involved in, in these overwhelming issues and they simply don't have the brain power for it. I think any reasonable person, you would know, I would know, that if you put out an, 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 a welcome mat, you can put, I mean, put, this, put a sign up in front of your house. Anyone passing by, welcome to come in. We'll give you a bed and a meal. Well, what do you think is going to happen? In fact, why don't you hand out your address on uh, business cards at one of these uh, encampments? See what happens. They'll come over to your house. They'll sleep on your floor. They'll uh, they'll eat your food. Of course they will. That's what, that's human nature, right? Free food, free bed. Of course they're going to come. And so now he wants he wants to cut the services to the taxpayers and then tell the taxpayers they've got to pay more to accommodate these tens of thousands of migrants who are here illegally. Gee, why do I have a 28% rating? I, I, I don't understand. We've got more uh, coming up on the John Cobalt Show. You're listening to John Cobalt On Demand from KFI AM 640. We're on the radio from 1 until 4. Then after 4 o'clock, John and Ken, John Cobalt On Demand. And you can get that on the iHeart app as well. All right. Uh, at, now shut up. Alex Stone is coming on from ABC News uh, after Deborah's 2.30 News over this uh, California concept that we're going to uh, drink our own toilet water. No, actually, we're going to drink everybody's toilet water. The water you, that comes out of your faucet is going to be recycled from, uh, from sewer water, wastewater, which is really just disgusting. Uh, the... Uh, <sighs> That's it. I'm 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 done with uh, tap water. I'm done with because the concept of it that I'm drinking everybody else's uh, poo waste. I my system can't take it. Do you drink tap water when you go to a restaurant, or do you order bottled water? Um, I I don't drink water generally except out of a bottle. Okay, so then you don't have to worry about poopy water. No, I know, but you can't be 100 uh, percent perfect on everything. 
Okay. And I'm not going to die of dehydration. Oh, okay. So if you're really, really thirsty now, mm -hmm. you're going to die of dehydration because you're not going to want to take a chance of any poop in well, your water. Well, yeah, I guess that's the uh, choice I have. I yeah. could die of dehydration <laughs> or drink somebody else's poop. There you go. You know, that's tough. Um, I'm going to do the dog story. I know this is going to upset you. Uh, I couldn't believe this. Uh, this happened in Australia a few weeks ago. A uh, woman caught on a security camera. She threw her dog off the top of a parking garage. You can't make this stuff up. No, you found this this I morning. Did, I did. It was so upsetting. Uh, Westfield, Australia, they had uh, security footage, and she's wandering back and forth uh, from her uh, boyfriend's car to the edge of the parking lot. Uh, you know, it's a level on the top level on the garage. And she had this uh, cute little Maltese Shih Tzu called Princess. And I guess they were arguing. She was upset. You know, on, on social media, she's got all these cute pictures of herself with the dog. And then there's a series of photos. She's holding the dog up in the air as she's standing right next to the ledge. And the dog is terrified. Yeah. And in the next photo, she has flung the dog and they... Captured a screenshot of the dog in midair. I saw that. I couldn't even believe that. And all I could think of was, what is the dog thinking right That's now? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And uh, the, she's getting a year in jail. That's it. They said she wasn't remorseful. No. Well, you know what, John? The creepy thing is, she said the dog's better off because she abused the dog. Well, so so by throwing a dog over this railing, the dog is better than maybe if if you're worried about the dog... Having a better life, you go and even drop it off at a shelter would be would have been better than this. That was the reason she gave for killing the dog yes. is she was abusing that the dog. That was one of the reasons. And you know what the worst part of this story is, if there is such a thing? The dog didn't die on impact. Somebody no. saw a, somebody, a passerby saw the dog and took it to a vet and they had to euthanize the dog because it was in such bad shape. So that dog suffered in so many ways. Oh. She and the boyfriend didn't run to uh, help the dog. Well, and, no. Why would she? She's the one that threw the dog over. Well, usually when people freak out, and then they realize, oh, my God, what have I done? Not this lady. Not this lady. Eventually, uh, I don't know, maybe she did this part for show. She went on social media and wrote, I can't live with the guilt. I threw my dog off the top story of a shopping center uh, parking lot and watched her fall to her death. But then she survived and needed to be put down because I badly injured her. All the damage I caused. I killed my dog. I need the truth out in the open. It's tearing me apart. I can't live with the lies anymore. I did her a favor because all I did was hurt her and abuse her. What? what? Lunatic. <laughs> that guy should get out of the relationship real fast because he's next. You know, it starts with animals. Next thing you know, it's the boyfriend off the edge. Uh, now everybody knows the truth and I can put my mind at ease knowing I no longer have to live with all my lies. Oh, she'll be at ease now? I, how? How can you possibly be at ease? I, I could never forgive myself, ever. No, the dog was in a state of shock, severe injuries, internal hemorrhaging, brain injury, spinal and pelvic trauma. Wow. It's just this I little can't, dog. She, I know, it's very cute. She threw the dog and then left him there at the bottom. I just and, and the boyfriend just uh, let it all happen, too. Well, this dog named Princess was certainly not treated like a princess. No, this is... Uh, this is wow! What a what a meltdown! <clears throat> now, in a completely different story, but I found it's I, I found I found the Bud Light uh, story this year to be endlessly amusing. 
because um, Budweiser hired a bunch of uh, smug woke holes to come up with a new marketing marketing campaign for Bud Light. And you know the story by now. They sent an um, an advertising can of beer to Dylan Mulvaney, who was a trans activist, celebrity, social media thing. And since she started posing with her Bud Light can online and the regular Bud Light uh, drinking crowd got so angry and was so incensed by all this that Bud Light sales have dropped 30 percent and they never recovered, which is interesting because, you know, boycotts are difficult to make stick even for a short time and they come and go. But this this stuck. I mean, it, it permanently changed the, the finances of Anheuser-Busch, and they ended up uh, getting rid of a number of marketing executives who had signed off on this nonsense. So they've been scrambling ever since because this, this is many, many millions of dollars. And they're trying to figure out how to ingratiate themselves with young men who, uh, you know, they, they, they amped up the budget for their NFL broadcasts. And now, uh, some weeks ago, or I guess last year, they uh, they they came up uh, with um, they're going to be the sponsor, uh, one of the main sponsors for power slapping, which I had never heard of. They're spending a hundred million dollars over the next six years on power slapping. They partnered with Dana White, who's the CEO of uh, UFC, and this is uh, Dana White's new brainchild. And I had to go to uh, online. I guess this ran on TV earlier yeah. this year. I, di- I didn't know this. It was on TNT. Yeah, they got a pretty uh, major cable channel to run to run the to run the league. Now, did you know about this? Oh yeah, I knew about it. I I never watched it. You never I, watched it. I just wasn't interested in it. But I I heard about it from its inception. Well, I I I watched it online. I started oh, getting it's very into intense. it. <laughs> so it's two guys, like they stand across from each other, like in a boxing ring. And they just wail away and smack the poop out of each other really hard until one of them can't go on any longer or maybe gets knocked out. I mean, it's gruesome to watch, but I, I guess this, this drew a good audience. It must. I mean, the, the Bud Light's paying $100 million for this. Anyway, here, anyway, here's a quick clip of what it sounds like. Here we go. Not, not by much, but... <laughs> they got they got color commentators play by play and everything, <laughs> and and a boisterous crowd too. Oh yeah, <laughs> they went from they went from a a guy who became a woman sitting in a bathtub. <laughs> they went from her as a spokeswoman or spokesperson into to I mean and these are beasts. <laughs> Almost as funny as the slapping was looking at, because I want to know what kind of guy does this. What kind of guy <coughs> wants to get smacked that hard in the head? Because with a boxing glove, at least the boxing gloves are cushioned, and you can move around, right? You can duck and bob and weave to try to avoid a direct blow. Here, you're standing still. In fact, they have two guys holding your arms back. Well, they're there so, to catch you in case you fall. Right. Oh, I thought it was also to hold you in position so you can't you can't flinch away. Yeah, they're probably doing that, too, because this is like arm wrestling to where yeah. it's like you can't move anywhere. You have to be in a certain position, and it's like you can't just duck when the guy starts to swing. Like, that completely defeats the purpose. Right. So there's, there's no—that's what's weird. There's no defense, and I, I couldn't think of a sport— which had no d- defense at all. 
You yeah, that's a good point. You just have to stand there and take it. Yeah. And you know what's coming. And, and what they do is they pantomime a slap once, twice. They come up right to the side of your face slowly. And then the third one, boom. And he's... These are all big guys. Oh, and they have, I guess they have powder on their faces or yeah, on their they hands. Use the, they use the chalk, like weightlifting chalk, yeah, so their, their yeah. hands don't get sweaty or anything like that. So every time somebody hits his opponent in the side of the face, there's this big puff of It's like when LeBron powder. James right. does the powder before the game. But have, you, you've seen them in slow-mo, too. That's the best That's the oh, best part. Oh, yeah, because their faces for a moment are all disfigured yeah. from the force of the blow, and it's... <laughs> I mean, they went they went full testosterone now. They left their trans activists behind. Now it's uh, just uh, pure masculinity. There you go. Take that. Uh, Alex Stone, speaking of pure masculinity, coming up uh, next. I don't know. I, I think California is the second state to do this. The water coming out of your faucet is going to be other people's poop water now. They're, they're going to be taking wastewater, toilet water, uh whatever you want to call it, and recycling it to drinking water out of your tap. This is not necessary. This shouldn't be. It's disgusting. And we'll talk to Alex Stone about it from ABC News. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640.
on the air from 1 until 4, and then uh, after 4 o'clock, uh, John Cobell Show on demand on the iHeart app. Well, put your food down. Uh, it looks like uh, the California government is going to be sending uh, treated uh, poop water to your your faucets, whether you like it or not. Um, it's going to be wastewater. It's going to be uh, circulated and uh, they're claiming it's even cleaner than regular tap water, which in L.A., the regular tap water tastes pretty pretty filthy. Uh, but uh, now you're going to get uh, actual filthy water. Unless you trust the government, then maybe it's crystal clear. I'm sure you trust the government equipment, the maintenance, the employees who work in the system. Let's get Alex Stone from ABC News. Explain what this is about. Let me make you a uh, clean, fresh glass here. <laughs> here you go, John. Enjoy that. Drink up. Because uh, welcome to California. Yeah, this. Um, so they, today, the, the California Water Board, uh, it was a unanimous decision. They, they all voted for it a couple hours ago that uh, wastewater can be used uh, as drinking water, that they can turn it around. Colorado did it first about a year ago. They approved it. The astronauts have been doing it for a while. Even they admit that they, they, you got to get in the mindset that today's coffee is tomorrow's coffee as it turns around and you drink it again. Um, and th- th- you're right that they say that th- once they begin processing this, it gets treated for all pathogens and viruses, that it goes beyond what regular drinking water has been cleaned for. They even strip it of all minerals and have to put the minerals back into it. That They say they take everything out before it goes to the regular water treatment plant so that they they say it's uh, quite clean but the the vote today a couple hours ago the item is adopted the vote is unanimous and appreciate everyone's just incredible work to get us to this point so much more work as well if i had a balloon drop yeah he says he would use a balloon drop wait wait, wait, hold on this guy's authorizing poop water and he wants a balloon drop (laughs) who is this character what's his name oh uh i don't know the chairman of the the california water board the chairman of the i'm gonna look that guy toilet to tap is what it's uh, typically known as um, it's expensive to do it, uh, so only the bigger cities are expected to, to begin doing it. San Diego looks like they're going to go first. They have for years been working on a plant to help recycle. They want half of their city's water to be recycled, wastewater coming out of the tap by 2035. Um, and so at the board meeting today, John, they said, look, pretty much all Americans are drinking recycled wastewater already and don't know it, that it's not advertised. You don't know what's in the, that river that, that they're pulling water out of saying this and anyone out there on the mississippi river anyone out there on the colorado river anywhere out there taking drinking water downstream from a wastewater treatment plant discharge which i promise you you're all doing is already drinking toilet to tap and they said uh, so wherever your water comes from it's probably got wastewater in it anyway whether it be the great lakes or the the mississippi or the colorado depending on you know where, where somebody is in the country and that if you're pulling out of a lake or a river that even if there's not wastewater in it, there's all kinds of other things that they say that they are cleaning this before it goes to the, the uh, yeah, treatment but, plant. But, but we have 10 million people who have <laughs> pooped into, let's say, the L.A. County water system. People don't poop into the Great Lakes or into the Mississippi River for the most part. For the most part, All right, yeah. the concentration of human waste in the uh, sewage system and the, these wastewater treatment plants is overwhelming. That's, that's just nonsense. Yeah. Well, they jokingly admitted that recycled wastewater, they know it goes by all kinds of names. Uh, yeah, some I can think of as well. But they, You know, amongst toilet to tap, there are also some recent uh, alliterations like 
flush to faucet and um, other other creative ways that folks have, have brought this up. So they he thinks it's funny. He's, he's giving me a glass of someone else's poo water and he thinks it's funny. He's got all these jokes. Uh, they, they did. They, they, they saw the comedy in it today as well. But um, so California is going to require that the water agencies will have to tell you that they're going to begin sending cleaned wastewater to your tap. You probably won't have a lot of say in it, but they're going to tell you that. Um, and until now, they've been able to use this stuff for ice skating rinks. So don't lick the ice skating rink. Uh, <laughs> irrigation, you know, where the like they got the purple faucet things, you know, sprinklers uh, showing that it's recycled water man-made snow up at the ski resorts whether it be in tahoe or in mammoth or in oh big my God, bear it's gonna be everywhere yeah but now it'll be able to come out of your tap getting it'll be it's All gonna right. be a little while but uh but they're allowed to do it what if there's a malfunction in the system well they say there's a lot of checks and balances on this thing that it goes through so many steps uh i mean i guess it could be like water that we're drinking right now how do you know that they're actually filtering everything out of what's coming from Northern California or down the Colorado River, depending on where one's water comes from. But Did they give you a glass? Oh, I have not tried it. There no? is, though, in the Bay Area, in the Silicon Valley, they've got a lab set up where they do exactly that. They bring in tours and show, here's how it works, and here is a glass of fresh water, and you know, drink up right there and enjoy that clean water. And, Who's going to volunteer for that? A lot of people do. They go oh, and they try it and they drink it. Pretty soon you're going to be volunteering for it every time you turn on your, your tap. No, I'm getting rid of my tap. <laughs> I'm getting rid of my water service. So when you have garlic the night before and wonder why your water smells... <laughs> oh, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was gross. I'm uh, sorry. You're disgusting. <laughs> All right, Alex. Thanks very much. Later, John. Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI here. I'm just reading a story on this. It's... It's because they have spent so many decades massively mismanaging the water system that they're now trying to, I guess this is a way to force you into uh, into water conservation. Just make the water, the concept of drinking the water so gross and disgusting, you just stop using water. I mean, you're going to be showering in this now too, right? I guess you're going to not be sitting in your uh, shower and on the, your thinking bench for a long time anymore. Oh, my, huh? my shower bench? No, yeah. I'm I'm not, no. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to douse myself in bleach every day. This is just so. Yeah, and and one of the uh, one of the news sources here pulls out all the hysteria. California has been through multiple extreme droughts, uh, the driest three-year period on record. California's normal weather is years of drought followed by several years of monsoons, like this coming week. I have looked in detail at all the records that the state has going back to about 1871, especially Los Angeles, the rainfall records. It there There is kind of a pattern where you do have frequently several years of dry weather, followed sometimes by several years of very wet weather. And these things seem to be bunched together. So there's some kind of ultra cycle out there somewhere where storms are steered into Los Angeles and Orange County for a period of a few years, and then they are steered well to the north of us, for example. And they go to the Pacific Northwest, or they go to San Francisco. It, it's normal. The climate change is normal. But they, they're screaming so much hysteria and trying to basically bully you, frighten into you, drinking other people's toilet water. 
I'm not standing for this. I would rather dehydrate and die. I, I mean, in Orange County, they revolted a few years ago. Or is everybody so beaten down? Every, everyone's gives up now. It's like, oh, you're going to send me virus. You're going to send me viruses and bacteria. Oh, good. Somebody else's viruses and bacteria. Even better. And I don't care what they keep claiming. I don't believe them. They lied too many times during the pandemic. I don't automatically believe anything. Nobody should automatically believe anything. No experts, no nothing. What am I reading here? In fact, uh, just to that point, let me see. I don't know if I can find it now. Um, oh, here we go. Daily Mail has this, okay? Just keep this in mind. Is this the smoking gun for the COVID lab leak? Blueprint for creating a SARS-CoV-2 virus with an altered spike protein in Wuhan was published in 2018. American and Chinese scientists proposed experimenting with spike proteins. This program was not selected for a grant. The project did not move forward, but they were discussing it, planning for it, trying to get funding for it. It was a plan. And, and the only reason the, the, we have this story is through Freedom of Information Act requests. It was a plan to engineer spike proteins to infect human cells, and it would be inserted into the SARS-CoV backbones at the Wuhan Virology Lab, December of 2018. A year later, the Wuhan virus emerged. So I wonder if this project was officially killed and not funded, but behind the scenes, it was waved through. They just didn't want anything on the record. They didn't want to publicize it. You know, they, they gave themselves plausible deniability. It's like, no, no, no. Can't you see, according to the record, we, we denied funding for that. We killed that project. Well, apparently you didn't kill the project. So pardon me for not trusting that this uh, poop water is going to be pure and pristine. More coming up. Uh, John Cobalt Show. You're listening to John Cobalt On Demand from KFI AM 640. Coming up after 3 o'clock, if you didn't hear... George Gascon, here's his Christmas gift to the uh, residents of L.A. County after igniting a, a massive number of thefts, burglaries, carjackings, uh, sexual assaults and murders. Uh, he has promoted to chief of staff a woman named Tiffany Blacknell. And we're going to tell you about her background. She openly brags about being a looter during the Rodney King riots. And she mocked people who were upset with the damage done by the George Floyd looters. And now this woman, who was a public defender, is now promoted to chief of staff for Gascon. The writer from the California Globe who wrote a fascinating piece on this is Martin Marks. Big credit to Bill Malugin because Malugin had dug up all the tweets uh, that uh, Blacknell had put out over the years, denouncing, denouncing the police, uh, demanding that prisons being closed. Um, and um, bragging about her looting skills. She's now chief of staff of the top law enforcement official. We've got, how many weeks is it? Eight, nine, 10, 10 11 weeks until the March primary. We've, we've got it. We've got to destroy his political career. It, it's a must. And we are going to be covering this a lot between now and March. He just, he cannot, he cannot even survive the primary. That's got to be the goal, to force him out entirely, because it's a top-two primary system. There's nine other candidates. 
So this has got to be the end of George Gascon. He, he's got an admitted looter now as chief of staff. She, and, and she's complaining what was done to her neighborhood. You stole from your own neighborhood, lady. I didn't drive over there. You did it. Jeez. She's mocking people on the West Side for complaining that their Nordstrom's and Whole Foods were, were uh, damaged in the George Floyd riots. It's like people from the West Side didn't come and loot your neighborhood. They didn't loot their own neighborhood. What, what, what do you, how, do, how does that prove anything to go out looting? What does that change? Peace. Uh, Joe Biden. This is amusing because uh, Biden uh, gets very uh, combative when reporters ask him about his uh, crappy poll numbers. Most, most of the public does not want him to be president anymore. Put Trump aside. They don't want Biden to be president. It's over, okay? They can see he's got dementia. His brain's addled. It's not going to get any better. He's done some really stupid things. The two things everybody hates the most is inflation, which has been a huge problem. You go to the grocery store, everything seems to be up 20, 30%. And it's, I don't care when they say, oh, it's only up 3% in the last month. I, I don't care. It's cumulative inflation. Show me the prices from 2019. I want those prices back. Gasoline. Oh, my God. I actually texted this to everybody yesterday. So I was up in Utah over the weekend. My son and I were driving back because he lives in Wyoming and he was coming back for the holidays and I was driving with him. And we're going by, we're going down Interstate 15 and you look at these big uh, uh, gas station billboards advertising the price at the next exit. Get this, regular in Utah, I am not making this up, $2.65. Two sixty-five. I come to my neighborhood, it's $4.59. $2.65 to $4.59. In fact, when I finally got over the California border, stupidly, we didn't buy gas when we were in Utah. Waited to California. I just wasn't thinking. And I had to pay $5.30. $5.30. Almost exactly double what it was in Utah. Yeah, that, that, that's, that, that's Newsom. That's Newsom and Biden for you. Uh, anyway, they, he, he, uh, he gets belligerent when reporters, uh, ask him about his poll numbers and he says, well, you got to look at the right polls, which polls you're looking at. I look at the polls and eight out of 10 of them I'm winning. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, Fox, uh, Fox has come out with a bad poll for him. New York times, NBC, whoever you believe or don't believe it doesn't matter. All the polling is bad for Biden. Uh, he, he's, he's down, uh, in the popular vote, he would be down big time in the electoral vote. He's down in most or all the swing states. He's down uh, with women, with men. I mean, Trump is beating him in categories that you'd never think. For example, uh, young people, you know, we're constantly fed this nonsense about, you know, uh, young millennials and Gen Zs. You know, they're much more uh, uh, left wing and much more liberal. And, uh, well, right now, Trump is winning their vote. Uh, 41% of voters under 30 say they vote for Trump, 28% for Biden, 14% for, for Robert Kennedy, 7% for Jill Stein, 5% for Cornell West. Jill Stein would be the green candidate, and Cornell West is an independent. He's a black intellectual professor. You probably never heard of him. Um, those under 45 also favored Trump, 41 for Trump, 31 for Biden. Trump is also more popular among women voters. How about that? 41 for Trump, 34 for Biden. So he's losing women? 
He's losing young voters. He's using losing very young voters. And everybody's upset with uh, the economy. Uh, they, they can't stand uh, the massive price increases. Everybody, Because you're reminded every day, every day you go to the grocery store, every day you go for gas. This wasn't happening in 2019. Sorry, whatever you think of Trump, you're probably right about him. But this is what Biden's given us. Massive inflation, and it came mostly from his gross overspending. Trillions of dollars on unnecessary spending. When you flood the market with spending, you're printing money, you're borrowing money, this is what's going to happen. It always does. It happens in nations all the time over history. And uh, you, you, you look at the border. I mean, my God. Three million people over the border? No, no, he, he didn't run on that. If he ran on, if he was, if, imagine if he ran a campaign and said, I promise you, if elected president, three million illegal aliens will come pouring over the border. Who is going to vote for him outside of the fringe, wacko 20% uh, woke progressive? It's not even 20%. It's more like 6%. Yeah, if he promised three million illegal aliens a year, he would have gotten about 6% of the vote. Uh, so, I mean, immigration and and uh, and uh, inflation are the two things that are killing Biden. Plus, he's, he clearly looks like he's got dementia and, it, and, he, and he's shot. And what's, what's going to change here? So anyway, going back to my original point, so he gets very testy with uh, with reporters when they confront him on his polls. And it turns out somebody leaked this to the Washington Post saying, um, well, it, he had pardoned the turkeys for Thanksgiving. And then they had a private meeting with his closest aides. And he started getting very angry with them that the poll numbers were uh, unacceptably low. And he's complaining that his economic message had done little to improve his polling. Uh, he didn't understand why, if the economy was growing and unemployment was falling, why is he so unpopular? Because of the inflation numbers. I don't think Biden goes to the grocery store, and I know he doesn't pump his own gas. That's what he's missing. It's in normal people's face every day. Normal people don't read economic statistical sheets. Well, you know, unemployment today was actually the lowest. It, nobody, nobody's paying attention to that. No, but nobody's, uh, they, they, and they know what inflation is. And they know the inflation numbers are doctored. That when it's claimed, oh, inflation is only 8% or 3%. They know it's a lot higher for the stuff they buy every day. Because it is. In the grocery stores, it's 20 to 30%. We all know this. And so he's, he's angry with his staff. And he says, well, what are you going to do about it? He said, well, what are they going to do about it? They didn't print the money. They didn't open the borders. You did. You're the president. More coming up uh, when we come back. Martin Marks from California Globe. George Gascon. George Gascon promotes to chief of staff an admitted looter. Uh, she uh, not only uh, looted in uh, the Rodney King riots, but she was praising the looters in the uh, George Floyd riots. And she's calling for the abolition of prisons. And she has all kinds of ugly names for the police and is telling all the uh, black and white liberals on the west, west side basically to shut up. And we're supposed to be happy with this. So that's next on the John Cobalt Show. Deborah Mark Live in the KFI 24-Hour Newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.